dialogue is just openness and honesty. Like you said, it's hard to offend you. It's unless you know it's something really personal against my family or myself. It's really hard to offend me as well. Um, what I try to do is look at this objectively. I don't like to attach myself per se like a person would attach themselves to a football team. Like if they win or lose, their whole week is ruined. That's sensitive. I like to step back and objectively um, study and choose, you know, objectively what it is that I believe in. And if somebody else has a different take, it doesn't offend me. I'd like to discuss that, the difference. But I don't take it as, oh, you, you're attacking me because you disagree with Christianity or the Bible. That doesn't offend me. I mean, personally, it, it may upset a little bit, but, you know, I don't take it like that. So that's a good thing that we mentioned that. Um, just for the recording's sake, then I'm just going to mention I'm here with Paris Drake, over of owner of Zanadu, correct? Is that the pronoun? Zanadu, New Age, and Nina. And online, you said you've been involved with the New Age for 32 years. And just if I could get a brief testimony of how you ended up here, how this became. Brief as in one minute? Your or? personal experience. <laughs> I mean, my we, personal we got two hours, so. Okay. Uh, well, let's start with when I was below the age of 12, more like the age of 7, 8, 9, 10, um, I had a lot of very specific thoughts and feelings about things before they actually would occur. And I did not equate that to being anything different than anyone else. And this, we're talking about the uh, mid to late 1960s, and there was nothing really open about psychics or mediums or the new age in the 60s. So being a kid in the 60s, I just thought this was normal with everyone. Then I would say going into my teen years, um, Yes, I did have it, but I was more interested in other things like girls and cars and and completing high school. Uh, went to get my degree in psychology and then went on to work at the Institute for Health Services, which is where I obtained my certification in hypnosis. Okay. After I had worked as a hypnotist for three or four years, uh, the side effect of hypnosis is I become relaxed myself. And as I became more relaxed in my early 20s, those feelings started coming back to me. Those feelings of knowingness. Um, and I didn't really do much with it because, to tell you the truth, it frightened me. I was a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Christian. And my, it went against my belief system. So I didn't know why I was having these thoughts. I really wasn't sure where they were coming from, etc. Take you to a dinner party one night that I was at, and a Catholic priest was at the dinner party, and he looked at me, and he said, You have the gift. I'll never forget it. And I had no clue what he was talking about. And so from there, we had numerous conversations about psychicism, about spirit, heavenly father, about the process of why I had the gift and what I needed to do with it. And that unfolded into me feeling comfortable enough to add that 
to the menu of hypnosis because I did hypnosis for many different things and so I added that as an offering and over the years sticking with it really feeling like if I am truly helping people and I have numerous examples of things that occurred that I couldn't possibly know information that I would share with a client and that client would take that information and they would say that it was life-changing for them and that's what I want is I want to help people you talk about the truth I want the truth as well so so here I am 32 years later in Nina I've been at this location for 12 years um, my business is heavily weighted toward I call it life coaching or psychic work um, with probably one-third being hypnosis that's about how it weighs out right now so and I always pray to spirit for increased psychic awareness and to and to help people that's really what I want to do so yes the black and white human side of it is it is a business this is my career but it's my calling, I absolutely believe. This is not a business that I would sell. It's not a business that I would retire from. Okay. Yeah, that. Um, I believe we have the same motives as to why we do what we do. Um, I, we could, when I went to your website and I read through what you're doing, I could really see a compassionate side. Um, you're dedicated to people. I'm dedicated to people. Um, I'm a pastor at uh, Freedom Fellowship Church in Kakana. We have um, <clears throat> food pantries. We're involved in jail ministries, suicide awareness walks, dedicated to people. So I, I see we have that exact same mindset of using what we have to benefit other individuals. And like you say, yeah, people could accuse you of this being a business. People accuse of pastors and churches of being businesses yeah you have to have structure there's no question and again this wouldn't be something I'd ever retire from either so I completely understand with what you're saying with that um, skills you did mentioned online and right now psychic medium just a brief description on what that would be for the layman who's never heard of that <clears throat> I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm not comfortable with the term psychic okay because I really do not know what that means. Yes, we can go to the dictionary and right. get a definition. It doesn't really mean anything to me. Okay. Number two, I believe that every human has this ability. I do not believe that only a chosen few have it. In my belief system, if we take Arnold Schwarzenegger on one hand, you and I have all the same muscles that Arnold Schwarzenegger has. If you and I would work out eight hours a day, seven days a week, for five or six years, we would look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. We don't do that. If people would dedicate themselves to meditation, if they would practice using their skill, if they would hone their area of expertise, they would be able to do exactly what I do, I feel. With that said, there are different types of gifts that people have my gift I connect with my angels and your angels I believe 
that Spirit gave us all angels as guardians when we agreed to come to planet Earth in the human form. And I believe I have the ability to connect with my angels, and they have the ability to connect with yours to assist me in answering questions that you put before me. Also, it is my belief that everything is energy. And I believe that I have an uncanny ability to read energy, to read energy around a person, around a scenario, around a situation. You did that? You able to, were you able to do that when I walked through the door? Yes. Well, what did you see? I knew when you walked through the door that this would be a productive two-hour session, um, that you are open, that you are caring, that you're giving, that you seek the truth, and that we may come from two different areas of the same sandbox. Or, as one of my friends said, same church, different pew. Okay. Okay. So... I don't know. We'll use the term psychic medium, like you just said. You don't like it, but I don't know of any other term to use. Yeah. Um, what that enables you to do is your angels can, can communicate with my angels, and that's where you're gathering your information from, my angels to your angels. Yes. Okay. There'll be a question on that in a minute. Um, I just wanted to get your skills down here first. Hypnosis. Real quick. Um, I'm not rushing you. I'm just saying, just brief. Uh just a simple layman's explanation of what hypnosis is. I know it's going to be kind of hard to do, but... No, no. Uh, hypnosis is a conscious state of sleep or a trance-like state that is obtained when the subject clears their conscious mind and focuses on a series of relaxing suggestions that are geared toward putting the person into a trance-like state. And when they're in that trance-like state, what are you able to do? When the subject is in that trance-like state, we are able to release fear, anxiety, and stress from their subconscious mind. We are able to reinforce desires. They want to quit smoking. They want to lose weight, as an example. Uh, recently, I had a business owner that had a fear of tests, a fear of being tested. If he didn't pass a particular exam, um, it would be devastating for his business. He wrote insurance and uh, also dealt with people's money, finances. So, so I designed a, a hypnosis that calmed him, placed him in the chair taking the test, and, and convince him, increase the efficacy of the human being by saying, you, you know the answers, just breathe and answer the question. So, so what hypnosis does is that I introduce tools to the subject that they already have that they can use for meeting their goals. So it's like, kind of like untying knots in somebody's mental framework. Yes. Okay. Can you go deeper than that? I've seen things such as past life regression, stuff like that. I've seen documentaries where people start speaking, you know, in Irish Gaelic accents from past lives. Have you ever encountered anything like that? Yes. I also perform past life regression. Uh, my studies have included uh, not only reading, 
but talking with uh, Dr. Brian Weiss, I had the luxury of talking with him. He's the, I would say, the nation's leading authority. On the New Age? On uh, past life regression. Okay, okay. And he tends to tour with James Van Prague. James Van Prague is more of the New Age. Wasn't he just recently at the casino, maybe a year or two ago? I do not Okay, know. I think he was up in Oneida, Van Prague's concert. <clears throat> um, one thing I noticed also that you had tucked away kind of like in a side scroll was pendulum use, dousing. Yes. You do you do that? Yes. Can I go back for a second? I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. Did you ask me about my opinion on past life regression or how that works with hypnosis? No, I just was um, asked you if you've experienced it. Um, okay. I guess we kind of cut that off kind of short. Let's go back to that. Um, what, okay, is it, okay, a couple, I have actually thousands of questions on this, but I just, I want to kind of limit them. Is what comes through the individual always accurate? Meaning, is what coming... Because here, Sigmund Freud used hypnosis, I'm sure you're aware of. Mm -hmm. But he kind of abandoned it later on because he was getting inconsistent results from the people. So he kind of abandoned it. Have you experienced that? I have not experienced inconsistent results. I feel because I prep my hypnosis clients, I insist on having a free consultation ahead of time. And I cover, it's, I use a half hour. And I talk to them about what they're going to experience, why they're going to experience it. I give them the opportunity to meet me. I give them the opportunity to be in this room. And so when we actually schedule their session, they've already been in here. They've already heard my voice. Chances are they're starting to equate my voice with relaxation. And the big thing is I have eliminated the 10% of the population that has severe control issues and cannot be hypnotized. Because there's a, por a portion of the population for, they either have control issues and they're not going there, they're not buying into what, you, what I'm yeah, okay. saying, right. or they have some sort of brain damage or mental awareness issues where they are unable to retain a thought for up to two or three minutes. And so I'm going to guess that Sigmund Freud may have encountered, uh, because he didn't even necessarily gain their permission for some of the things that he was using it for. And, and that's okay. in my book. Uh, your client has to have full disclosure before you go down that road because they're consciously aware. They're in complete control throughout the entire session. If you go somewhere they're going to be uncomfortable with, they're going to come out of it. And that may be why... He experienced that. He also used cocaine on his patients. So maybe oh that, has, my. Yeah. that could have something to do okay. with it. Too. But he was experimenting, I guess you could call it that. So um, past life regression, briefly, yeah. um, it is my hypothesis, and Dr. Brian Weiss agrees with it, that the information of our past lives resides within our DNA. And that's why on a conscious level, you have individuals that have a fear of heights I do but yet in their in this lifetime have not experienced anything that would cause that okay or elevators or tight spaces etc gotcha. whatever the fear may be yep. and I have worked with individuals that um, well so at any rate doing a hypnosis getting the person relaxed with the focus of connecting that is about 90% successful there are times when the individual 
does not end up connecting with a past life. And I do not know why, because each one is, is structured exactly the same as the one before. So I'm not, I'm not completely sure why. Sometimes they experience the middle time. I'm sure we'll get into that before the end of the two hours. Um, or heaven, as some people may refer to it. And they don't know what they're experiencing. But at any rate, I feel we carry that information with us, which is why when you experience something in particular, uh, you have a trigger. Or, I don't know if this has ever occurred to you, if you've visited a foreign land or a strange city for the first time, strange because it's the first time you were there, and you feel like you're at home. You almost know what's around the next corner. That type of sensation. Okay. Okay. And it may be because of the smells, it may be because of the ley lines, it may be because you're having a past life experience. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. Um, yeah, then... Uh, just moving on to pendulums then. Um, okay. Yeah, a brief explanation. Um, I think I read a little bit out of it. I'm just going to let you go ahead and say what it is. I'd like to hear what you guys say about it. Well, quite frankly, electromagnetic energy is all around us. And I feel that I have the ability to read electromagnetic energy around particular situations. And that's what assists me with answering questions. With that said, um, a pendulum is a device that you can focus specific attention on, and with that attention, um, have it respond to electromagnetic energy. So the pendulum is responding to electromagnetic energy. Is it responding to a spirit? It's responding, it can respond to a spirit. It's, it's about intention and what your intention is. Okay. When I use the pendulum, I have a spirit guide that assists me. So if you call that a spirit, yes. We're going to get into that, yes. Okay. Yep. When I work with individuals that have lost loved ones, the loved one is operating the pendulum. If that's a spirit, yes. Okay. That's, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, and just then real quick, uh, with my doctorate ministry, I'm already studying this ahead of time. Greek, and I found three Greek words here that's going to pretty much sum up what we're doing. There's two, there's several words in Greek for judging. Um, anakrino is to question and examine. Katakrino is to condemn. And I think what we're both going to be doing today is anakrino, questioning and examining one's belief system. Not katakrino, which I'm sure you've run into those who condemn you. Yes, I have. <laughs> you know, and I have too, <laughs> from other from other fields. And I just want to lay that out real clear, that anacrino, for questioning and examining, which leads to the other word that I got here. It's a um, dialogizome, which means to reason, and it can't even mean to argue, okay? Mm -hmm. It can mean both. So where we get our word dialogue from um, in the book of Acts, Apostle Paul went into the Jewish synagogues, and dialogue, he, he did that word right there, where he was dialoguing with the Jews through the scriptures. Now, I think people can do this in a healthy environment, um, even if it gets a little heated, but not making it personal. You know what I'm saying? Not getting 
emotionally attached. Okay, he hates me, that kind of a thing. And your mother wears sweat socks. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like, exactly. I think we can do this in a, in, a, in a professional manner where, yeah, this is what I believe and I'm passionate, and yeah, that's what you believe and you're passionate, but at the end of the day, we shake hands with friends. You know, yeah. I, I, I just got to stress that because there's just so much stuff that goes on. I mean, if you watch Fox News, they'll have three or four people on there, and they're all arguing at the same time. You can't understand what they're saying. And they all, if they could, they'd probably all strangle each other. So I just wanted to get that out on the way. Here's going to be another. I got a series of questions here. I'm going to ask you um, your question, um, your opinion now, or what you think. What is the occult? If you were going to tell, give me a definition of the occult, what would what would you say it is? I would say that that definition would be that of a non-mainstream religion or religious belief. Okay, define mainstream, please. Mainstream would be a dominant religion. Like Christianity, Islam? Like Catholicism, Islam, Lutheranism, Judaism. Um, Hinduism? Uh, no, I would say that's mainstream. Okay. Would you say the New Age is mainstream? No. Okay. Um, those would be the two. How about stuff like Gnosticism? Um, Zoroastrianism, not Zoro, uh, Rosicrucianism, those types. Uh, those, I would say those are not mainstream. Okay. So the popularity takes it from the category of occult to non-occult, all popular. Yes. Okay. Do you mind being referred to as an occultist? Does that offend you? Does that no. upset you? No. Okay. So if I were to say, Paris Drake, my occultist friend, you'd be perfectly fine with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I don't know how... Individuals take the, the. Some people like certain terms, some people don't. So I'm just, you know. What is the occult's source of power? That's interesting because when we're talking about the occult, even when you mention New Age religion, I really do not have an educated understanding of what that is because there are many um, religions under that umbrella, I would think. Under what? Under the umbrella of New Age? Yes, Hinduism, Masterism, all those that we just mentioned are all under that. Sure. Yeah. And and so, can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, the occult. Mm -hmm. What you're practicing here, what empowers you and enables you to do what you do, what empowers and enables other individuals such as yourself who tap into the occult, where is that power source coming from? It's very powerful. You would admit you would admit the occult is a very powerful, um, I don't know, category religion to get into. Where is that source of power coming from? I feel that source of power is coming from Om. Another word for Om would be God. Okay. Another word for God would be Spirit. We're going to definitely get into that, but I think our definitions of God are going to differ, and I okay. think you already understand where I'll be coming from on that. Um, not keeping an open mind, so I'm going to say no. Oh, all right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Automatic writing. Okay. What is that? Automatic writing is also known as trance writing um, or trance typing, if you're going to use a computer board. Uh, oh, keyboard. people can do that? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And what it is is channeling information from your spirit guides okay guardian angels yep we'll get into that and perhaps even loved ones so i'm assuming you've done it yes 
Does your handwriting come across different than your own personal handwriting when you do this? Yes. Are there errors in punctuation grammar? There is absolutely errors. There's not a lot of errors in spelling. Okay. Or And if you would read something, if you would have me taking notes now and you would look at it later, you would see punctuation errors. When I am automatic writing or automatic typing, the punctuation is virtually perfect. Are you, are no so kidding, really? So it doesn't look like mine. Um, I've had people um, watch me that wanted to ex just see how this works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet they yeah. And um, I, for some reason, I type faster, and there are no errors versus... They want. They would want. Like one person said, "Okay, I just want you to type the following paragraph." And I'm typing it, and I'm backspacing, and I'm putting a comma in, and I'm doing this and doing that. And then he said, "No, I just want you to relax and answer this question." And it was similar to the paragraph he had me write, and just it was very smooth and liquid, no errors. The other comment that I want to make is, and and the one thing you lose if you type versus writing. Um, my writing style will change. Um, I have developed an awareness to three guides, more than that, but three guides for writing. Three spirit guides for writing. Three spirit guides for writing. Okay. And so each one of them has their own style of writing. Uh, so they have their own personality. Well, I guess you could say so, yes. Okay. Yeah, because if you're going to be a graphologist, you'd say that you're putting your personality into that, so yes. Okay, okay, so you, okay. And you can tell which one's which? Um, I cannot. Okay. My wife can, other people can. Okay. I think I'm too close to it to... Okay, yeah, I understand. ...completely see it. Right. Astral projection. Astral projection. Now, this is where we get gray. This is where the black and white kind of fuses a yep. little, if you will. Okay. Having an out-of-body experience is what I would call astral projection. Okay, so is that when your spirit is leaving your body? Well, and there's where we get gray. Is it our spirit that leaves the body? Is it the essence of our being? Is it part of our soul? So that's where, okay, so whatever it is. Yeah, and I don't know okay. what it is. Okay, and okay, so whatever it is, I have heard accounts of individuals, loved ones who are across the country who practice astral projection. In this account, I forgot where I read it, the individual is able to see his girlfriend writing a letter thousands of miles away and actually read the letter as she was writing it. And as she sent the letter, a week later he got it, and boom, verbatim. Have you heard of anything like that? Yeah, that might be called remote viewing, even. Oh, okay, so there's a different category. Astral projection and remote viewing. Okay. Yes, I have heard of that. Have you had any experiences in this field? I have not had experiences with remote viewing. I have had experiences with astral projection <clears throat> while in a trance-like state. Um, if you can imagine the... You can imagine removing the reality of time and gravity. That's what it feels so like. So you're kind of like in a state of limbo? In a state of bliss. In a different dimension, would you say? Yes. Okay. A higher parallel plane, I would 
suggest. Okay. All right. Channeling. Your, what is channeling? This is where we're getting from the documentary I watched, Channeling in America. I've, go right ahead. I'm going to let you define that before I even say anything. I'd like to hear what you got to say on that. Okay. And this is my opinion. Yep. Um, completely. Because I've read different things on it. And some things differ. Okay. But channeling is receiving information from a higher source, either from your spirit guides or your guardian angels, or a loved one for the individual that you're serving. And channeling is, is opening up opening up a channel, opening up your awareness to receive information. So tuning in a radio frequency. Sure. Decent enough analogy, maybe? I would I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So you're tuning it in to your spirit guide? Through my spirit guide. Through your spirit guide. Yes. And then what happens? The spirit guide gets you the information you're seeking? Yes, I get, I get information... I either get information in the form of pictures okay. and or words and or much like watching a movie. So still pictures, watching a movie, words, or I may actually hear clear audience. So clairvoyance is more channeling, but clear audience can also come into play with channeling and clairsentience can come into play, okay. in my opinion. Keeping on that same topic, then let's go right to spirit guides. We mentioned them. Um, what is a spirit guide? Now, not necessarily, I want to know what the essence of one is. I've, I think you've explained very well what they do for you and how they work in with the new age. But the entity, if is an entity a good word for a spirit guide? Sure. Okay, the entity itself, What is a, what is it? In my uneducated opinion, based on my experience, a spirit guide is an entity that has previously walked the earth, that completed its life lessons, okay. its soul. Just checking the time, I'm sorry, I just want to see where we're at. I'll keep track of the time. For oh, you okay, okay. Um, no worries. <clears throat> so it's an individual who has lived before. An entity that has lived before and completed all of its life lessons. An entity that has agreed, as well as you've agreed to have it, guide you in this lifetime. They may have guided you in more than one lifetime, and I believe that it is a gift from spirit. Was it in human form like we are first, and then the entity reincarnation reached nirvana so to speak i i would say yes what i am hesitant on have you ever seen the show ancient aliens yes boy don't they crack your head open to a lot of new ways of looking at things uh, they got some unique opinion eric von donovan and, and uh stitchin yeah 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 so so i yes is the way i'm going to answer your question but I'm not going to limit it to just that. 
because we really don't know. I see what you're saying. So we don't know if it was human or could be extraterrestrial is what you're saying. Could be extraterrestrial. Now, I'm not a big ET person. Mm-hmm. I really don't even know a lot about it. Um, I believe that they are out there. Um, I believe in the phenomenon. And do they walk among us? Not sure. Don't know if this is the appropriate time to be having that conversation. But when we talk about entities and when we talk about spirit guides, when we talk about angels, I aren't they all extraterrestrial? That's... Are you asking me that question or are yes. you making a statement? When we get into a little bit later in our, in our dialogue between um, our differences in theology... Biblical theology teaches two sets of angels. Actually, God being the creator of angels, and we'll define God. And you have your two sets. You have the angels that have kept, well, the Bible says their first estate and did not sin, and you have your second class of angels that did sin and rebel against God. Following Lucifer, according to um, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, and the rebellion against God in heaven. So I think when we talk angels, we have two different definitions of what angels are. So I would say an angel is an entity created by God, just like humanity are individuals created in the image of God with the breath of life inside of us. That would be my definition. See, this is where we're going to differ, and we'll get into that in a little bit. I agree with what you just said, though. Okay. (laughs) I want to flesh that out later, then. I really am interested now to hear what you got to say. Oh, no, you're (laughs) you're just waiting to get to that point. You know there's a bridge, and there's going to be a little explosion. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) You're on to me. (laughs) How do I get around it? No, you're right. There is. We're going to tune her up a little bit. Um, The first part of this, I'm not trying to trick or anything like that, but I'm... Two things. I want to dialogue our theologies, but then at the same time, I really want to. I've never had. I never really talked to an individual like yourself who practices these things. I don't come across them very often. I read books, but talking to an individual, I think that's the best, and especially somebody who's been doing it for 32 years. So this is what I would like to maybe base the first hour on, and then the second hour we'll get into that. Um, going back to spirit guides, can you visually see them? No. They exist in a higher parallel plane. You know Jay-Z Knight is, right? Jay-Z Knight? No. You don't know Jay-Z Knight? Um, she channels Ramtha. Okay, yes. She says she can see him. Okay. It, can she see him in her mind's eye, or can she see him like I can see you? She can see him like she sees you see me. Okay, well, I do not believe that. So she and I may differ. Okay. Where I do not believe that I can see my spirit guide they're not going to manifest on this parallel plane. <laughs> Excellent that you brought me right into where we're going to next. Gary Renard. Yeah, I like Gary Renard. <laughs> I have his book right here, Disappearance of the Universe. Um, it's going to read you two paragraphs. I can read quick. I don't want to um, spend, but I want you to, I want your opinion on what, what's happening here. And this is in the right beginning of his book. Gary Renard says on page four, says, Then during Christmas week of 92, Something most unusual happened while I was meditating in my living room in a rural area of Maine. I was all alone because I worked at home and my wife Karen commuted to Lewiston. We had no children, thus I enjoyed a very quiet environment, except for the occasional barking of our dog, Noopy. As my mind drifted back from my meditation, I opened my eyes and I was stunned to see that I was not alone. With my mouth open, but no sound coming out, I started across. Um, I'm sorry. I st- yeah, I stared across the room at a man and a woman sitting on my couch. 
looking directly at me with gentle smiles and lucid, penetrating eyes. There was nothing threatening about them. In fact, they looked extraordinarily peaceful, which I found reassuring. Looking back on the event, I wonder why I had not been more fearful, given those very solid-looking people had apparently materialized out of nowhere. Still, this first experience by my soon-to-be friends was so surreal that I fear somehow didn't seem appropriate. And the two names are Persua and Artin. Those are the two names of these individuals that appeared before Gary Renard. Were those spirit guides? I would I would guess that they may be spirit guides for him or guardians of sort. Is there a difference? Is, is, I don't feel... Uh, well, no, not really. So they can materialize in human form? I do not believe that they can. Okay. I believe that he was either in a trance-like state, okay. although I did hear that you read, I opened my eyes, and there they were. And he said he touched them later on. He'll say he touched them. Okay, and I, I, I have a hard time with that. Okay, okay. So, okay. No, that's, that's just good to know, because what I'll do is I'll read a book like this, and then I'll just assume, okay, the New Age believes this. And now when I talk to you face-to-face, you say, well, this is another option, which is great, because that way I'm not misrepresenting you or anybody else getting all of the pieces together. Right. I would read that and think, okay, so this is what the New Age teaches. Kind of like well, if you go to a Catholic church, oh, this is Christianity. Well, and if they, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but people that have been through challenging life, they might say, I'm not coming back, or I don't want to do this again, if they believe in life after death. You know, I want to stay in nirvana. Um, why I feel our guides do not materialize in the physical realm of this parallel universe is because of its low vibrating energy. Mm-hmm. They're aware of that. And the gifts that they have to provide us, I feel, would be reduced or minimized on this level. Yeah. And so I would say to a Gary Renard, if you were a spirit guide, why would you want to materialize? And then he would say to help to benefit humanity. Because humanity's got issues that they want to help out with is generally the answer to that, right? Would you say? He may, yeah, he may say that, yeah. and I would say, well, they do through their influence. Okay, are you able to hear them? Yes. Oh, I know, like a, like talking to you, like I am, but not sitting here, or is it just random once in a while? Random once in a while words. Okay. I'll give you a brief example. Yeah, great. I had just moved to an office on Winnicani Avenue. It was a new location. It was a beautiful June morning. And I got out of bed to use the restroom. So I'm in a just woke up state. <laughs> I know it well. Not clearly aware. <laughs> yep. And I hear it's okay to be let out of your lease. And when I hear those voices, it's almost like if we could slit the air and part it, and the words come through and it closes. Words that come from seemingly nowhere. And I said, of course, being in the human state, I don't want to be let out of my lease. You know, I just moved. Um, so I get in that morning, and my landlord 
comes in and says, can I have a minute with you? Sits down and says, we've got an offer on your space and the space next to you, which they had been trying to rent for months. And someone wants both of them. So I'd like to make you an offer on moving. And here I am on Lake Street 12 years later. Been here for 12 years. So my guide knew that I wouldn't take that well initially and wanted to let me know we're behind you, we're backing you. Just let it happen. So when you do get communication from them, it's important communication and it's random. It's not all the time consistent like you're dialoguing with somebody. No. Okay. And it's not that, I mean, if I asked them, please communicate with me through voice. No. It's random. Have you ever been able to channel, like the individual's channel on the documentary? I know you didn't see it, but, or you'll, you'll see people channeling and then they're, Voice changes, their dialect changes, their mannerisms change. Are, have you ever done? Are you capable of doing that? No, I have too many control issues. Okay. I I bring the message forward. Okay. Um, I have had uh, what some famous psychics refer to as evidentiary readings, meaning readings where information has come through that I couldn't possibly know that made sense to the family I was serving and so I know that I'm speaking or communicating or channeling the individual the essence of the individual in answering their questions but it is still my voice and I am somewhat aware um, I cannot say that I'm completely aware I may go into a trance-like state to answer questions better but they never speak through you, like take uh, over and speak out of you? No. Okay. Because that's, every individual who was on the documentary was doing that. Okay. Jay-Z Knight, like I mentioned, does do that. Um, I don't know, we'll get into this in a little bit. Have you ever heard of um, Alice Bailey? The Theosophical Society? Mm -mm. That book here was automatic writing through her spirit guide, Jawal Cool. We'll get into that in a little bit. <coughs> um... Classical question around Halloween time always comes up. What's a Ouija board? What's your opinion on Ouija boards? Uh, my opinion on, on the Ouija board is that it is a dangerous tool. Every New Age person I've talked to have said the exact same thing you did. Why are they dangerous? Because if you use it properly, number one, it does not speak of intent, and I believe our intention is what will truly set us free and protect us from negativity and negative energy, or the fallen angels, if you will, that you referenced. Yes. Um, if you use it properly, you have the ability to open up an energetic portal. And with the instructions of a Ouija board, they don't caution you. They just tell you this is what you do. And so you open up an energetic portal, and any particular spirit comes through and has the ability to answer Aunt Edna's questions, because apparently they may or may not know the answer to Aunt Edna's questions. Right. 
And you, and if you attract a negative energy or a fear-based being, you may not be able to get rid of them. And I think any intelligent individual would absolutely not, a, not want to open a portal because we're not educated on closing them. I know there are individuals out there that claim they are able to. Then they should be able to fly without wings. Okay? <laughs> so... So you're, you're creating something that you are not able to control and you really don't know who you're speaking with or who you're channeling. I've had people bring Ouija boards into my store thinking that I could, because they, they'll say the spirit is in the Ouija board and I want your help. And I'll look at them and say, number one, I can't help you. And number two, I don't want it in my store. And number three, burn it. Say a prayer to God. You know, tell God you want the protection of God and the white light energy around you, and, you know, burn it. I don't know. So, obviously, you're validating that they are real and they do work. Yes. Yeah. They're for sale at Toys R Us. I know. I know. They don't come with any instructions. Um, yeah, just on that. So, you're opening a portal. Now, I don't know if you've noticed in the past ten years you've had... Is that okay, that... that Oh, is doing something strange. It died. Okay. I don't know why. Well, mine is going. I'll just. What I'll do is I'll make CDs for you. Oh, excellent! That'd be. Or if you could put the MP3. I don't know if you. With CD, I can put it to MP3. Then that'd be fine. Okay. Yeah, that yep. CD would be great. So you're opening a portal now. The past ten years, I've done a lot of studying on this too. You've had series on Discovery Channel called A Haunting. You've had other series called Paranormal Witness. Where an individual family moves into a house, everything's great, and all of a sudden books start moving and you got the whole nine yards, people getting possessed. Very possibly could be from somebody, let's say, practicing with a Ouija board, opening up a portal, and now that's <coughs> in the house, and that's what they're dealing with. Very possible, right? Yep, it could be that. It could be a, it, it could be an, enti an entity in the house. It could be a, uh, a past uh, occupant of the house that... Um, depending on how they died, if they died, uh, if they died and they feared judgment mm -hmm. and they're staying there, if they were kind of a nasty entity, so, gotcha. but, but yes, it could be the Ouija board thing. So yeah, it's just a possibility and that would explain why you get on all these hauntings. A lot of kids playing with it, not knowing what they're doing, really not knowing what they're doing, mm -hmm. <laughs> they bring that out. Um... On to the next section here. Tarot card readings. I don't see any tarot cards. Do you do tarot card readings? No. I did one tarot card reading in my life. It was before I met the Catholic priest. And it frightened me because I did not understand it. Okay. Do you understand them now, though? Or? Uh, I would say no. I, I have a rudimentary knowledge of them. No desire to learn them. No desire, I do not, uh, no. I think tarot cards and the individuals that use those tarot cards are a different category of psychic. Okay. So, like, you can hear and see pictures, they can do that with the tarot cards. Yeah, I believe the tarot cards tell a story, and where you place them in a pattern and what card you have in that place, and how that card is laid, 
tells a story gotcha. to the fortune teller. And that was my next question, is how do they work? Um, New Age jewelry and crystals. What you got there? Uh, I have a piece of kyanite. Okay. Kyanite transmutes negative energy, turns it into a neutral state. It allows you to remain uh, balanced, and it balances your chakras. So, jewelry and crystals have an effect. Um, downtown College Avenue, Windows of Light. I don't know if you've ever been there or talked to those individuals. They have a, There's a New Age bookstore down there. Mm -hmm. All sorts of things. Top of the shelf there, on the right-hand wall, there's these giant crystals. Some of them are like a bowling ball. Some of them are different shaped. For $3,000 for these crystals. Now, the average person walks into the store, <laughs> they see this ceramic bowling ball, so to speak, with a $3,000 price tag on it. And they're like scratching their heads. Like, can you tell me why, in your opinion, that would cost so much? What is that crystal? I feel that different people are in retail business for different reasons. I see. Okay. Okay. And uh, not placing judgment on that particular. Right. I understand. Store. Yeah. But I owned a retail store for. Mm, about 10 or 12 years. Got rid of it two years ago just to focus on what I'm doing now, what we're talking about. But um, I would tell you that if you are in the retail business to make money, you put whatever you want for a price on that. Because if it's a certain size and a person falls in love with it or is attracted to it, and you want $3,000, they're going to pay you $3,000. It's not like a silver ball that where you could go out to the mall, and if, if you won't pay me $3,000, you can go out to the mall and pay $20. Gotcha. Um, you know, what I would say is do your research, look on eBay, look on other uh, stone or mineral sources, and you will find the best price that you can. Crystals do what? Like you just said, they calm you. They have an effect on you. Yeah, crystals have different electromagnetic energy fields. Okay. Okay, it's just like the, the best way that I can equate it, and of course I'm not an expert in this, mm -hmm. I'm just giving you my, my vision of it. <laughs> you may want to seek out an expert. Well, I, I got a book in here we'll discuss in a minute, but yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, the color blue resonates a particular energy. The number four resonates a particular energy. Other than Brett Favre? Yeah! Isn't that the truth? Four is particularly important in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> to some people. Um, and the music tone C okay. resonates a particular tone. Okay. So with that said, it is believed that we have chakra centers within our body. Up the spine, right? Mm-hmm. And the chakra centers resonate to different energies. The heart chakra, which is the fourth chakra, resonates to the color pink. It also resonates to the color green. And it'll resonate to pink quartz. Pink quartz, interesting as it may, as it may seem, um, has a resonation of four when you put it in an electromagnetic meter. 
So I believe that crystals, different crystals, have different properties. And I have experienced that myself. As a matter of fact, um, calcite. My wife had carpal tunnel surgery. And I had the notion, probably from one of my guides, guided from one of my guides, to place a calcite wand over her incision and wrap it. She healed six weeks earlier than she was supposed to, both hands, because she had double carpal tunnel. Now, now one may suggest, during her second hour, you may say, well, the power of suggestion is, you know, is greater than the... I don't believe in that. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, yeah. so, but I mean, you know, some people will say, just because he said it was going to, it, it did. Right. And then I'd say, well, who's it hurting then? But, right. the, but the fact of the matter is... Um, she healed six weeks earlier, and the surgeon, interesting as it may seem, they're very black and white, very, because they have to be, she allowed that as a possibility. The crystals. Yeah, which is really cool. No, I don't, as we'll get into this later, I don't deny the power source of these things, and some people say that's just, you know, Hocus Pocus, Wizard of Oz type stuff. I think that's a very ignorant statement that people think this is just all parlor tricks. I think there's power behind this. And we'll get into that in a minute. Um, if you have time at the end and you'd like to remind me, yeah. I would like to share one of many examples of a complete disaster during a reading. Sure. Or should I do that now? Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. You talk about parlor tricks. I, I really try to be as authentic as I can with an individual. Mm -hmm. So let's set the stage. I have a new client sitting where you are, elderly lady, wants to channel her deceased husband. We do the prayer, light the candle, we begin the session. Now I'm going to put that on hold for a second. My assistant, who is in the other room, this is when I had a retail store, her boyfriend was obtaining his degree in, uh, he wants to be a firefighter. He was at the tech. And one of his tests was to um, inspect a building. And he asked me if he could inspect this building. And I said, absolutely. So he's down in the crawl space. And right after I do the prayer, she says to me, is he here? And we immediately hear, <laughs> right below my chair. And her eyes... Her eyes were like this. Aww. And I just said, can you excuse me for one minute, please? I thought, oh, my. And I went out, and I said to my assistant, I said, could you tell your boyfriend not to frickin' knock because I'm in a reading? <laughs> and she said, oh, okay, Paris, I'm sorry. Well, I came back in here and explained it to the woman, and she was okay. Aww. But I just wanted to die. I yeah. thought, you know, because I'm easily tagged as a, as a parlor trick. So to actually have something like that. Happen. That was just perfect timing. I couldn't it? plan it that way. Okay, thank you for indulging me. Oh, no, that's actually, I like that. No, it just it shows that. I, I could tell, too, I mean, um, you drive down Wisconsin Avenue in Appleton, there's a, there's this neon psychic reading signs. Those are just like, and you could tell when you came on your website that it wasn't all this gimmick stuff. It was just to the point, based on reality. 
that's what we'll discuss in a little bit. Um, last thing I want to discuss, and then we'll get into these the, the theological discussion, is yoga. Okay. And I have here the Encyclopedia of Hinduism. There's other books like this. And I'm just going to read the first paragraph. It's real quick. Yoga is an ancient Hindu practice and belief system that aims at releasing the adept from the bonds of the endless cycle of birth and rebirth. The word yoga is derived from the root yuj, to yoke, probably because the early practice concentrated on restraining or yoking in the senses. Later the name was also seen as a metaphor for linking or yoking to God or the divine. Would you agree with that definition of yoga? I have very limited knowledge of yoga, and yes, I would. Okay. Are all forms of yoga, every form, which you say is a religious practice. I'm not sure because I have a I've got uh, yoga instructors as clients. Yeah, and I'm aware of a, a a type of yoga called hot yoga. Hot, not hatha, but hot. Hot. Okay. And um, and so I would say no. Okay. Um, I was under, I'm under the belief that it is, and let me try to explain why. Yoga is Hinduism. Would you agree? Yes. There's its source. Any type of, I mean, it just plainly said yoga is yoking yourself to God. And how it's marketed in the United States is it's healthy, it's therapeutic, you know, it's good for your uh, well-being. But I think there's a spiritual aspect to every form of yoga. Okay. And that's just how I see it. I would think that that's a, one of the ways that Hinduism, call it Hindu evangelicalism. Kind of like in the 60s with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who brought in yoga and transcendental meditation. I think yoga and TM are answers to the psychedelic drug problem. Now, I know you're probably aware that psychedelic drugs put people into all sorts of states of consciousness. Would you, would you agree, like acid, LSD? Yeah. They can have spiritual experiences through that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that was big in the 60s, and then yoga was introduced, and it was the safer alternative of getting into that altered state of consciousness than um, the psychedelic drugs. Is that something that you've... Um... I've never made that parallel, and I've never heard that before, Oh, really? But it makes sense to me. Okay. Instead of using the drug, you can just use yoga. And then I think since yoga is... is there's a spiritual connection now. It said God in the definition. And then we'll get into that in a minute. So okay. do you practice yoga, by chance? No, I do not. No, you don't. You would be able to see that by the way I move around in my chair. Oh. Okay, and what we're going to do now is this is part one. Okay. I'm going to start part two. Excellent.